When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50 plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! for you one and then there was one days until the eagles actually play a game now it's a preseason game yeah it's the jets but nick sirianni may have given you some hope as to who you will see on the field tomorrow look who's back it's my partner yeah i saw him tuesday you guys didn't see either one of us because we were both at eagles practice so we missed out uh good to have him back after a couple of days in the sun with the birds early practice Yesterday probably wasn't as necessary as it was the day before when I was down there, but it's good to get Johnny Mac back. Uh, how much insight did you get over those two days, McMullen, putting in hour after hour? Oh, well, maybe it was only two hours. Uh, time in with the Eagles practicing the last couple of days. Uh, one hour yesterday. Uh, hour, hour and a half about the day you were there. You know, it's, they had a yellow practice when you were there. So they had a, they had a green practice yesterday which is high intensity. So it's short, but they short burst and they go for an hour and they do, you know, By they the way, get full pads yesterday. Yeah. They had pads on. Um, and, and they get, uh, they got a lot of work done. You know, if you do, if you look at one of those hour and a half practices versus one of their hour high intensity practice, it's about the same amount of reps, uh, in team drills. So, they 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 fit the work in. They just go faster, um, probably for conditioning reasons, I would assume. But um, yeah, I I mean, this team is is you know still struggling a little bit offensively. I think they did better yesterday. I think yesterday was their best passing day, especially in seven on sevens, which was encouraging because you should be good in seven on sevens. We've talked about that a lot. Right. And they were good, and that that hasn't been the case a lot during the summer. 
Um, so that was a positive. They seem to be getting a little sharper. That makes sense as you get later in the camp, you get a little sharper offensively. The, the entire offense is installed, so you can kind of calm down from that standpoint. Um, so, you know, some small positive signs, I would say, as it, as it gets later into the summer. One of the non-positive sides from the last couple of days, and um, it happened after you and I got to uh, exchange greetings when Jonathan Gannon was speaking before you had to get to work and actually start paying close attention to the, the Eagles actually working out before I got the air on WIP. After practice was over and done with, the announcement came down that Jason Kelsey is going to have el- elbow surgery. Now, there are many different types of surgeries these days. This isn't the surgery of Johnny Max or my uh, youth when if you got surgery, oh, season's over, see you next year. Uh, no, that's no longer the case with scopes and the like. They described it as a routine. Routine. It's always fun. It's always routine for those who aren't going through it. <laughs> uh, routine for you, me, and everybody yeah. else other than Jason. Exactly right. But that is how it was described, and we kind of knew that would be the case. But a scope uh, means they're just going to go out and clean it out a little bit. Um, Certainly, the elbow is something that you can get well padded up. And if it isn't 100% by the time the first game rolls around, it may come down to how much pain can Jason play in. But just the decision to have the surgery done was based on how much pain could Jason play in. Um, I said this on WIP the other day, took a little flack for it, not surprised. Um, while I have every faith, if I were a betting man, whatever money I have in my pocket, I would bet, oh, Jason Kelsey is going to be out there for the first snap, uh, that he can be because he's got the consecutive starting game streak going and you just don't bet against Jason Kelsey. But the fact that it's even questionable at this time has me ask the question, why wasn't this done in March? Why yeah, Nick got uh, that. That Nick got asked that question. It's it, you know, and that's one of those things where, you know, you do have to lean on the player a little bit, and that's maybe when, um, you know, having somebody as tough as Jason Kelsey, you know, Dick Sirianni called him the toughest player he's ever been around. I wouldn't debate that. Um, you know, he probably downplays it. No, it's fine. It's fine. He's going to play through it. And then he gets to camp and he's trying to work and he's trying to do it on a daily basis. And, you know, it's a little bit too uncomfortable. And I think that's part of the timing because in, in what little evidence there is in this type of surgery and every surgery, arthroscopic elbow surgery, even within that realm, they're all different, right? Somebody's elbow doesn't have the same damage as the next person's, So you never know, but you know, this was probably the time frame that if he was going to be ready for September 11th, he was going to have to get it done now. Um, and, and, and that's probably how the timing worked out, but he didn't think he needed the surgery. And if the player isn't complaining, you know, you're not necessarily even going to do anything than a normal type physical. And then Jason got to camp and started working and there was a little bit too much discomfort. And that's how it, kind of how it shook down. But, I mean, he's been playing with that elbow braced up for a long time. And, and you know, it, there's good and bad to being tough. And, and this is probably the bad part of it. Agreed. And you're right. The majority of the question. And, again, if he's good to go for game one 
then I withdraw my objection. Okay. Uh, if, and if I'm a betting man, that's exactly where my shekels are going. The Jason Kelsey will be out there for game number one. Yeah. Too tough. Uh, if this is a routine, as we are told a routine cleanup procedure, get it routinely done in March. So you don't even yeah. have to answer the questions come, uh, pre well, you know, uh, by the way, Jody, you know what comes after routine Please. successful. Oh, that's nice. That that that's that's what we want to hear when he gets. You've back never never heard. Have you ever heard of an unsuccessful surgery? Because I'm still looking for the first one reported. Yeah, it, it don't don't know they use those exact words. But uh, if Kelsey isn't ready, which both about both you and I are on the record as saying, highly doubtful. Cam Jurgens ready to step in day number one. I, I mean, I doubt it, but you know that's a silver lining of of you know Jason Kelsey going down at this point and hopefully being ready by week one is that he gets a bunch of first team reps. So you know starts in practice, he got all the first team reps. You know against Cleveland upcoming, all the first team reps he's going to get against Miami. He's going to play a little bit in the preseason game. He might play a little bit longer. Who knows? Because they need him to be ready. Um, so he's going to get a lot of first-team reps. And I think the Cam Jurgens today or when it was revealed that Jason was going to be down for a while and the one we see by September 11th, if by some chance he has to play, is going to be a, a different and a better player. But, yeah, rookies, startup costs. I talk about it all the time. I mm -hmm. mean, yeah, there's going to be some struggles. If you go back to the first game of Landon Dickerson when he was forced to play right guard, his first play, he got bowled over, um, and, you know, and he settled down over over the ensuing weeks. He struggled a little bit, got really better when he went to left guard. Maybe that was part of it as well, but um, – Everybody goes through this pain. So if you're expecting Jason Kelsey, if he's not available and Cam Jurgens has to start, I I I wouldn't count on that. If uh, let's say they get a chance to see Jurgens here in the preseason uh, tomorrow night against the Jets, which by the way, your first thought was he might play more because Kelsey's not playing. Oh, I don't think Kelsey was going to play anyway. I, no way Kelsey was starting that game. Uh, uh, the, no, I, I don't mean from that perspective. I meant because they know they need to get him ready. So they might think he he, he needs more reps. Um, right. In other words, they might have had a plan in place, you know, that changes. You know, you might their, – their third string center is Cameron Tom. They might have planned to play him for three quarters. Um, or three and a half quarters, who knows? They might want to take a longer look at Cam Jurgens just to, for two reasons, to evaluate him and also to, to get him reps, uh, just live reps, because those are better than practice reps. Yeah, see, you and I see it exactly the opposite. I think because of Jason Kelsey's situation, you'll see less of Cam Jurgens tomorrow night, that they will go into eagle protective mode of, oh, shoot, we can't afford to get Cam Jurgens right now that we don't know for sure that Kelsey's going to be ready to go day one. I think he'll play less than he would have if Kelsey were up for the game. And the only ones who know for sure are the Eagles because they know what uh, exactly they wanted to lay out as far as snaps go for this first game. Now those joint practices against the Browns and the Dolphins, 
Oh, I think that you'll see a lot of uh, Jurgens there because, again, they control the joint practices. They've got to say over where the balls are being and what plays are being called and what they're working on and the like. So I think tomorrow night, if you're expecting Jurgens to go out there for a lengthy period of time because he's going to be their starter week one. Oh, no. I And I know Nick said yesterday, and that's the next question I'm going to ask you about uh, how much you believe that Nick says the starters are going to play. He can say anything he wants in practice, and then we'll get to see who actually gets out there on the field and start the game against the Jets, and then we'll have our answer. Um, but I think he's going to reel uh, Jurgens back in rather than extend Jurgens uh, for the way out because that's been the Eagle uh, motif this offseason is they're not going to get anybody hurt. Now, despite that, how many did they have? 11 guys that didn't practice the other day? Uh, uh, they, they I'd have to count it up. The list, gets, the list gets so long, I, I, you know. But most of it's precautionary as far as holding people out. There's not, there's not a lot of serious injuries, which uh, I think is the bigger part. So let me count it up real quick. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Ooh, they got the 12. And then uh, Andre Dillard and Jordan Mylotta were both limited, but they were back practicing, even in team drills. I think that has more to do with the concussion protocol. You have to go through each step. But right. part of it is you're allowed to practice. So those guys are, are, are fine coming out of the coming out of the protocol. As far as playing, you said a series or two. You know, I, if if I were a betting man, I'd probably lean towards a series. But I do think there's a difference between, say, Lane Johnson and Fletcher Cox than Cam Jurgens. And in other words, you know, you know what you have in those guys, and you're going to be, and that's where I think the Eagles get really, really cautious. If, Let me- if they are, if they are, I'll just say this. If they're worried about a 22-year-old big Haas from Nebraska getting hurt and they think they can control that, I mean, they're they're overthinking it. That's all. I, that's that's all I'll say. About I that. would agree, and I would uh, uh, guess project that they will overthink it. I'll give you a prime <laughs> example of as to whether Nick Sirianni has given us the real deal or gave you guys the real deal in practice yesterday. Cornerback. Do we have any debate as to who the three starting cornerbacks are for the Eagles? Uh, no. Nickel? no. No. No, right? Of those three, would you say all three of the three are going to start, two of the three are going to start, one of the three is going to start, and, yeah, we'll, we'll assume that the Jets first play roll out three wide receivers, so uh, their nickel back will be out there in the uh, starting mix, or none of the three will start. I'm taking Nick at his word, and don't lie to me, Nick Sirianni. I'm looking in the camera. He said a series or two. I'm I'm going to say they're hoping for a three and out, and they get him out. Uh, and I don't know why teams do this. I mean, if you're going to play somebody three plays, why are you even playing them? Why bother getting them dressed? Right. So I don't necessarily disagree with that standpoint. But I, I don't see any reason to lie, so I think that's the plan. But they're going to be out really quick. If you want to see any key players, you know, be in your seat uh, early or be in front of your television set early because they're not going to be around long. Um, And they have so many corners. Now, a bunch of them, I just said that list, a bunch of them can't play probably. So, you know, that's one of those positions where it seems like 
guys always come up with tweaks and, you know, Jimmy Moreland's been on the, on the list with an ankle, uh, Kerry Vincent's on there with a groin. Um, so those are two of the players that typically would get, um, a lot of reps, especially, uh, Kerry Vincent. Um, and, and, you know, he's not going to be available. I wouldn't think. So that shifts the, the, the thinking as well, but they have so many bodies. Uh, Mac McCain was on the list, but now he's back. Um, so I assume he's going to play. Yeah. I mean, Nick said the stars are going to play a series or two. I think it's more likely a series. I'm going to take the under over the two. Um, but he said they're going to play. So I think they're going to play. And then you're going to see a bunch of Mac McCain and Zach McPherson and Tay Gowan and Josh Job and Josh Blackwell and the rookies and Mario Goodrich and yada, yada, yada. A lot of, you'd see a lot of uh, the Mac guys uh, at the corner. Mark my words. I, I, I think that maybe, maybe one of the three will start. And the other two will never see the field. Just a guess on my part, judging by the way the Eagles have handled their preseason. Uh, we will at some point talk about comping the Eagles preseason to their opening day opponent, the Detroit Lions. And uh, the first episode of Hard Knocks, very interesting. Philly bent to it with their coaching staff, having a couple of ex-Eagle guys, which I think is going to be very interesting. Um, our first guest should join us in just a couple of minutes. Uh, we'll get Hunter Brody up here. One quick question before uh, we take our first break. Chikwiski, now I want to get his name right. Chikwaski. Chikwaski Tart. I've been mispronouncing it. I apologize to Chikwaski. When you and I downplayed, I'll certainly say I downplayed. I don't want to speak for you. Um, The signing that a nice uh, backup guy come in experience and the like, but I didn't think he was necessarily going to be able to beat out either the two starters who are already under contract there to the Eagles. We got attacked pretty good. I got a couple calls on WIP and some of our streamers. Best safety best, on the Eagle roster. Best safety on the Eagles roster. Yeah. When they signed him. Uh, hate, to had, pick on, hate to pick on that guy, but I've yet to get the apology, Jody. I knew yeah, you were I, I don't think apology. he's chimed back in to say, well, he might not be the best safety on the Eagles roster. My question to you is, will he be on the Eagles roster when they go to Detroit on September 11th? Uh, not looking good right now. I would say he's been out with personal issues the last couple of days. So, uh, he hasn't been on the field when he has been on the field. He's been strictly second team, sometimes third team. You know, it was interesting. Anthony Harris, uh, was out yesterday with a, a dental issue. So it's not, wasn't serious, but, um, and he, and I saw him, he was out there. Um, and, and, you know, this to me was the more interesting part. Guys who got first team reps next to Marcus Epps, who, by the way, is the best safety on this team. Yes. Uh, Andre Sachere and uh, Reed Blankenship over Kayvon Wallace. That's even more interesting to me. That's even more interesting to me. So they're cross training Josiah Scott as well at safety and Andre Sachere. Yeah, I mean, he's got to get back if he wants to make this team. Uh, but, you know, there's two ways to look at it, Jody. We got Hunter in the green room, so I got to I gotta do this quickly. Um, there's two ways to think about this. Um, Joukowsky wasn't there yesterday when he could have had first team reps. 
Uh, maybe he would have gotten him. Maybe they know what they have in him. Or maybe he's just completely out of their mind. And I wish I could tell you, but I have no idea because he hasn't done much. He hasn't taken one first-team rep all summer, which is a big surprise to me. Wasn't to me because I thought they had their two starting safeties, and I still believe that's the case. Although between you and I, sounds like Anthony Harris hadn't done a whole hell of a lot either. It's a good thing they got Marcus Epps because he's their one unquestioned safety as of right now. All right, we're going to our safety net. We've had him here with us before. We just didn't have him with us when he was a star. He's now a star here in Philadelphia. He's always media. been a star. Always been a star, right, Hunter well. Brody. He's actually been given the this the position to be the star that he we believed he would be. Hunter Brody's gonna hop aboard with us next here on Birds 365. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV. Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.
Appreciate you streaming in the Birds 365 with McMullen. I'm McDonald. Thank you for joining us. Oh, he's going hoodie on us. Oh, we described him as a star before we punched him up. Didn't know he was going all lax on us. What's the hoodie you got on there, Brenner Hody? What does that say there? Uh, I mean, it's a John Deere hoodie. I knew I was going to get made fun of for being in, in the hoodie. It's a little chilly down here in the studio. Look, I'll be honest with you. The computer's giving me problems. My setup's giving me a problem. I'm rocking the phone right now because of everything. Oh. But look, I'm just here for the people. Ah, there we go. Way to spin it. That's why he is a star. <laughs> spin, it, spin it about the people. I'm going to go John Deere because he's supporting Cam Jurgens. That's what I'm going. There you yeah, go. The, the new starting center for hopefully only a month right before <laughs> September 11th. Um, and the hoodie, maybe that's Hassan Reddick and, and Jalen Rager because they wear the hoodie when it's 100 out. So maybe. There you go. <laughs> of course. You know, it, it, honestly, I got to fix something down here because in the summers, it's too cold. <laughs> and then in the winters, I end up sweating for how much I'm going crazy. So it's a little bonkers, but it's okay. That's that's just good insulation. That means you're living in a good yeah. house. You're born, yeah. you're born a nice place, Hunter, with the big well, bucks they're paying you over there at 97.5, the fanatic, as part of the best show ever. Yeah, no pressure that. there, buddy. No yeah. pressure there. The best oh, show ever. Yeah. Hey, look, it, it's we're about a week and a half in, and uh, I'm having a blast. It's a lot of fun working with Tyrone, Ricky Bo, Jen Scordo. We're loving it, you know, keeping it loose, just having fun, cracking jokes. And uh, I just I can't wait to continue every day. Yeah. All right, so here's, way, my first, here's my first best show ever question. How are you going to get Patalico up to speed on the Eagles? Oh, he, the funny thing is, because we talk a lot about it off the air, and he tries to poke the bear on us a little bit. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what his takes become because he's the outside looking in as a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. But I think that could be wow. good entertainment. That could be good. That, yeah. yeah, I know. A lot, a lot of people don't know that yet. Yeah. So it'll be a lot of entertainment because he'll have different views, obviously, than us who, you know, are in the thick of all the emotions. And maybe he could either get us a little bit more upset or who knows, maybe talk us off a cliff. So, uh, you know, I always like to talk to guys like you and Jody who take uh, the phone calls from listeners because I don't get to do that. And by the way, Godspeed to you. You're doing God's work. Um, but what, what do you think? What's your gauge? What's the fan base think of this team right now? Over expectations, under expectations? Where are they with this team? It's interesting because I actually asked Tim McManus this the other day after the Super Bowl win. Obviously, everyone felt so good, and then it was a little bit of a, a collapse, if you will, based off of where those expectations were, whether they were fair or unfair. And right now, obviously, the team feels great, but it, are they too overconfident as a team? And this bleeds together to the fan base, so that's why I'm kind of bringing this up first. But, you know, are they too overconfident? Are they right where they should be confidence-wise? And he kind of labeled it where they probably should be. There should be some buzz. There should be some attitude at an edge, but it doesn't smell like it's too much. I think the fan base might probably be in that same area because I think a lot of this stems from who the quarterback is. So that's why it's not going overboard. If there was a more I believe in this quarterback right now feel, then I would probably say that the fan base would be over expecting and go like crazy. Or maybe it would be right as well because maybe they are a quarterback away. I don't know. Um, but I, I will say this. It feels that it's because of the way training camp is nowadays, they don't give you as much beef to hang on to. 
So yeah. it's a little yeah. different compared to in years past where you're dissecting every little play that occurs during camp. And the open practice was nice because you got to see it with your own two eyes. But uh, it's a little different. And maybe the Phillies doing great is making an impact on that as well because they're actually talkable as we look towards a stretch for Red October. But it's it's not as heavy, heavy as we felt in, in years past. But I think the fan base is reasonably excited. All right, Hunter, I'm going to ask you to do something you're only going to have to do thousands of times in the next however many years, and that's push the uh, organization aside and step up and say, oh, here's what I would do, because my partner and I kind of disagree on this one, and I did a show with Joe DeCamera the other day, and I disagree with him. Uh, both jo John and Joe said the Eagles should really just turn back the clock the last year. If they want to have the best chance to win the most games this year, they need to do what they did last year, which is be a run-heavy, run-first offensive football team. A, I don't believe that's going to happen. Uh, the moves that the Eagles have made and the things that have been said by some very powerful and uh, important people like Jeff Florian and Howie Roseman kind of show that they want to pass the ball more this year than they did last year. And number two, and I'm with them on that, I think that the Jalen Hurts uh, deserves the right to show that he can or can't be a higher volume quarterback thrower than he was last year. You're in charge, Hunter. You're the yeah. coach. You're the guy. They're going to oh. come to you and go, all right, Hunter, we're going to do what you think we should do. What do you say the Eagles should do? Uh, I think we got to be somewhere in the middle. I definitely believe that you want to maximize your quarterback skill set, and I don't want to pretend as if utilizing his legs is something that we shouldn't value, right? Like, we should absolutely value. Uh, we saw what he did, and I know they can't hit, but just that cut on Brandon Graham and Brandon Graham looks silly as he takes the ball up and, yeah. and runs. So there is still something in that that I want to see and utilize with, with that repertoire. So I want to do that. But, you know, there's a reason why we keep hearing hurts to A.J. Brown, hurts to A.J. Brown, or hurts to A.J. Brown when, when uh, Br Bradbury had great coverage and he makes that excellent one-handed grab right at the end zone there. So I think what we need to do is – what happened early on last season was you had Jalen Hurts throwing 40-plus times, and they didn't establish their identity yet. Last year, they should build off of using the run game, but you got to implement more of the deep shots. And I feel you can now because of the skill set of the receivers. Did you have the power to do as much as you wanted to do Last year, you can make the argument there were some throws out there that were missed, whether it was Quez Watkins or whatnot, but you eliminate Jalen Rager's snap count, we hope. We eliminate some of that. Now it's A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith with, with maybe a Pasco in there who can create a good role for himself. So I think not only <laughs> is it the, uh, the, the X's and O's side of things from Nick Sirianni and the play calling, but now they have a group that I feel they believe they could do more with too. So collectively with all that, I'll, I'll start to see it more this year. And if I was the head coach, I, I would definitely push those buttons. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. There's a, there's a nice, and it's always hard to find that middle ground, but you know, I think when I say the, the Eagles should be like they were last year, Hunter run first, people automatically assume, I don't think they should ever pass the ball. No, they can make big plays in the, in the passing game. Um, I just think you have to build on what you just said, the skill set of the quarterback and this mentality that, and the Eagles play into this. And we just talked about it with Cam Jurgens. Cam Jurgens is a 22 year old guy. 
And I understand why Jody was saying it. He's like, are they going to play Cam Jurgens in the preseason? Maybe not. Maybe Jody's right. Is this team just gone over the top? Jalen Hurts is 24 years old. I mean, he's he's he just had his birthday at the at the lake at the open practice. Um, he's really in really good shape. You know, he deadlifts 600 pounds. He's given up the the sugary lemonade. He's done all these things. I'm not worried. I, I can't be worried about putting him in bubble wrap. I can't be worried. Oh, he can't run the ball. If he can get me a first down on third and nine off schedule, go get me a stinking first down. Build around the 24-year-old quarterback and don't pretend he's a 34-year-old guy. You got to put, I don't know, next to the base and the with the good China. I, I, I have, have the Eagles gone too far with this mentality that they got everybody thinking, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that, you got to protect this. It's a violent sport. He might get hurt, but I can't legislate that. And I know well, they can't either. Right. Well, let me throw this your way because it sounds like you're saying people don't want him to run first because they're afraid of getting hit or getting hurt. But I almost take it as, and maybe I'm reading this wrong, is uh, it's more about you can't win in this league with this style of offense compared to the Josh Allen's Pat Mahomes. Am I reading you right where you're, you're well, feeling I, it's more about the, the hitting side of it? Well, it, it it's both, but as far as your point, it's also you probably can't. I always call it margin of error. Like Kansas City has a has a bigger margin of error than you do. You remember that Houston playoff game? They get behind what was it? Twenty one? I think it was twenty four. Whatever it was, yeah. twenty four. They came back. Eagles get down twenty four. They ain't winning the game. I don't care who they're playing. So the margin of error is smaller. But we've already seen San Francisco make deep runs. You you can make deep runs playing a certain way. My my point is the Eagles need to play this way to maximize their chances. If they play Justin Herbert, if they play Patrick Mahomes football, they're they're not going to be good enough. They can't just drop back and throw the football 40 times and win football games. That's not the strength of their quarterback. That's kind of my overriding both sides of the fence on that topic. Yeah, and I agree completely. Like, you don't want to sit there and just say, well, I want a quarterback who's a gunslinger. So we're just going to force Jalen Hurts in all of these sequences in these games where he's dropping back or he's in the shotgun and just say, be that guy for us, please, because that's what works in this league. You got to find that comfortability mix, which is, you know, he does a lot of things well. And he does a lot of things well throwing the ball that maybe people don't give him credit for, even though there are holes within his range. But you have to capitalize on where he does have his strengths within that throwing game. And, you know, A.J. Brown addition, I think, will be massive for that, too. I mean, not only is there that relationship that we all know about off the field, but it does seem like they are connecting. And um, it's just it's fascinating. What does that mean for a Dallas Goddard, right? If, if there's so much emphasis on on these two receivers, what can Dallas Goddard do over the middle? I can't wait to see what this offense looks like. But I, I agree with John in regards to – you don't want to make him something that he's not and pretend that he's something that he's not just because it tickles your fancy. You, you got to see and respond off of what his capabilities are. All right, for both of you guys, if that were the case, which it just flat out isn't, they're not going to – they're going to try and throw the ball more than they did this year. I got bad news for you, both of you. Uh, but if it were the case, should they have upgraded the running back room? 
these are the three same backs, sons, Jordan Howard, that ran the ball for the Eagles last year. If you want to tell me one of their running backs uh, that are undrafted free agents. DeAndre Torrey. Come on, the Andre Torrey signing with you yesterday. Not. Um, should Howie Roseman have done that? Is this running back group going to be enough if the Eagles uh, get to week three, week six, week seven, whatever it happens, they'll go, oh, spit. We got to go back to running the football. Is this group good enough to do that? Well, you just, Jordan Howard's a phone call away, fellas. Jordan yeah, wow. Howard's a pro- him and Richard Rogers. They're always waiting. Where's up uh, Jordan Matthews? Him too. Yeah. They're sitting in a room waiting he's for the right. call. He's not playing. Yeah. He might be. I, I, I don't even think he's. Wait- I think he is sitting in a room. I think there's dust on him, and they just when they go into the closet and they, they just uh, get the dust out and uh, say, "Hey, Jordan, get out there." No, here, here, here's the good sign. He actually had a couple of workouts for some teams over the last ten days. And neither of the teams signed him, which means he's still available. I thought that he was going to get scooped up. Yeah, like, let me let me throw this in. The fact that we're talking about Jordan Howard, like he can come back and solve all issues, is the exact reason why I don't care. I don't even like the Eagles running backs. I'm going to be honest with you. I think Miles is a good runner. I don't think he's a good running back. Everybody else, I think it's just a guy. And it's um, Gaywell? Yeah, not drinking the juice? No, not drinking the yeah. juice yet. Good natural receiver, but really small. It's not going to be a lead back. Come on, stop with that, uh, people out there. Um, but, you know, Hunter Brody in, in the John Deere uh, uh, hoodie can get four yards of carry behind this offensive line. Everybody. And by the way, that's part of the strength of Jalen Hurts because you see these RPOs and the Eagles and the people got to see it uh, in the open practice, Eagles defenses look great all summer. They break out the RPOs. They don't look. They they don't know what they're doing. Their heads are on it. Uh, they're like tops spinning around. And Miles Sanders, five point five yards of carry. Boston Scott, whatever the heck he was, four point six, four point seven. Anybody can run behind this offensive line with the plus one of Jalen Hurts in the running game. And that's the kind of thing I'm talking about with the strengths of Jalen Hurts. So it all kind of, would I prefer a better running back? Yes, I would prefer a better running back. Do they need one? Probably not. Uh, I see it the same way. John and I are on the same wavelengths. That's a little scary, I think. <laughs> that, but, that, that's scary uh, for yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, I've never sat here. And even though they might not be the biggest names or, or whatever the case is, I feel the running back position is one that, you know, you kind of pluck and play and you can put some guys in there and they do a good job, especially because of what Jeff Stoutland does. And that's create this beast of an offensive line. There's always gaps there. So I never really had to, but I don't love them. I'm not paying Miles Sanders big money. I don't like the fact that he always runs his mouth too. There's a reason why you were taking second team snaps there, Miles Sanders. Don't look at us. Maybe look in the mirror. There's something missing. I mean, he's a great running back. Don't get me wrong, but there is something missing that's putting him in a better tier in my eyes, whether it's missing gaps that are there, whether it's fumbling the ball, whether it's not staying in bounds. There's very fine details of this game that you have to nail down to put yourself in a phenomenal tier. And he's lacking that. And and maybe he's unaware of it, obviously, by some of his comments. But I still think he does a good job and he can clearly do some damage when he is locked in. So as a core, uh, I'm not screaming that they need to upgrade, even knowing 
that I feel they have to focus on that part of the game to have a successful offense. Hunter, uh, the Eagles defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, is one of those lightning rod guys. It seems people either like him a lot or don't like him a little bit. And here in Philadelphia, because he does a little bit differently than previous defensive coordinators that did, that group of those who uh, don't trust him, don't like him, is bigger than it probably should be. But you on the Jonathan Gannon uh, bandwagon, the big fan, to be determined. Yeah, we're going to find out this guy really isn't all that good this year. If someone wants to hire him as a good coach, see you later. Bye. What is your take on Jonathan Gannon? I'm in a very uncomfortable spot. There's no sugarcoating that last year. I, I really did hate it. I mean, there's no way that you could watch guys have career years and or career games and the completion percentage being so high. I, I know what his logic is. More snaps mean that there's more opportunities to fail or a mistake will happen if the drives are longer. But um, it doesn't work when Derek Carr isn't missing anybody. It doesn't work when there's so much time and space for these above-average quarterbacks to hit their targets in stride the damage will be done so you got to figure something out it's going to be fascinating right with Bradbury uh, just zone or Darius Slay press coverage man to man there's so many areas here and where are the safeties going to be they're going to be lined all the way back up and I don't know but I will say I don't think he's as dumb as the reaction there's a reason <laughs> I think why the NFL world was so high on him when they signed him the reaction was whoa the Eagles got a steal this guy's phenomenal he's unbelievable and then we started scratching our heads but I don't think all of that buzz was just generated for nothing sometimes coaches fail though there was a lot of buzz for Chip Kelly and then that ran out of steam so there there, <clears throat> there are sometimes people that get that love and, and all of it and it ends up flopping but I feel he's smarter than what he put on display in some of those games last year. And now that he has the potential roster to, to maybe do some different things and get versatile with his looks. I mean, we were talking about some awful, awful defensive players last year. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Jody got to see JG shut me down at practice the other day. <laughs> well, he didn't shut you down. He just gave you a brief, short, yeah. Really didn't well, say that's shutting did. you down. That's shutting you down. Oh, but I okay. made him talk about it. I gave I gave the quick follow up. So he just didn't want it because he knew where I was going with it. He didn't want to deal with it. But uh, that's inside baseball. Like I, I, I just I, I want to see you know Darius Slay up at the line of scrimmage jamming receiver. I want to make it tough for these guys. And by the I, way, I'm not screaming the blitz stuff. I'm just saying I, I wanted I want to see more attitude than the softer coverage. And we'll see if you have to snap the ball a lot and you might make a mistake. It's like yeah, maybe Daniel Jones and who else? Trevor Simeon and who, who Mike Lennon. They might make mistakes, but Derek Carr's not missing a pass. And Derek Carr yeah. is not on the level of the Pat Mahomes, Herberts, and all these other guys that, you know, are in, are in that special, special mood. Yeah, I think you're going to see more of it. I mean, you know, one, and I, I probably mentioned it on the show to you, Jody, there was a play in practice, Hunter, in one-on-ones where James Bradbury just lit up Devontae Smith in press coverage. It was... You know how you hear the big hit, guys, you get the woo? This was yeah. a woo on press coverage. He just lit him up, uh, and, and he's a big physical corner. He's been phenomenal in, in training camps. Everybody knows how good Slay is. Avante Maddox is really good. 
So they have way better personnel. And it starts up front with Jordan Davis and Hassan Reddick and company. But we're talking like the back seven is is better. And I'm in that camp. Are we, are we skipping steps with the TJ Edwardses of the world and the Marcus Epses of the world? They've looked great in camp. But, you know, it's not it's not Bobby Wagner and, and Ronnie Lott, you know. Do they still have some issues to be concerned about in, in the back seven? I, I would think so, especially with the safeties. I guess my argument would be how rare is it where you're just thrilled with every single position? Isn't there normally a weak spot here and there throughout the NFL, or even on these good teams, right? I mean, you talk about legendary defenses. Maybe a lot of the names are sexy, but – during the the normal teams that are still very good and, and have a lot of respect and do a lot of good things, there's probably a safety here and there that are more of just the get-by guys, right? I look at Anthony Harris as a guy who's played a lot of football in this league. Can you get a Steven Nelson? He was a get-by kind of guy. They're thrown in the mix throughout good defenses too. So maybe that's me trying to sell myself some optimism and belief that they could – do a lot of great things as a defense with a hole in the safety position. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's got to be rare, I would imagine, here, after watching all the football we do on Sundays, where every position is nailed down to a T of just excellence on a defense. All right, Hunter, uh, one of Jets head ahead. I know we got Jets this week, then a couple of joint practices, and the last couple of preseason games before we get to September 11th. But I want to jump straight ahead. A couple of different people have been uh, of the opinion, ooh, week one at the Lions. Uh, you don't want to get the Lions before they know that they're a bad team and that they absolutely are going to be improved from last year. My take has been the Lions won three games on merit last year, and they didn't necessarily upgrade their roster all that much. Jameson Williams, number one draft pick, not going to be ready week number one. The guy that they used their second number one draft pick on is Aiden Hutchinson going to sack uh, Jalen Hurts four times in the opener? I don't think so. Um, but I did watch Hard Knocks, and I got to be honest, I like Dan Campbell. He's the kind of guy I would like to How play could you for. How not? Yeah. be my head coach. But I also still believe the Lions stink. I don't think their talent is good enough. How much concern should Eagle fans have? Because there are some media guys in this town are going, be careful, week one, Lions, jump up and bite you. Eagles aren't getting bit week one, are they? I don't think so. I, I really don't. But am I being naive? I, I guess going back to when you just analyze a week one scenario, there's so much adrenaline going. It's so weird. You, you don't take that many hits anymore throughout training camps and preseason and well, all the Lions that. Lions do. The Eagles yeah. might not, but the Lions yeah. do. There's another reason to be worried, Jody. There's yeah. another reason. Yeah. I, Old I, I, betting, though, if I'm a betting man, if you will. I would absolutely still take my shot on the Eagles. I can't imagine it happening. It's not a no-brainer lock by any means. Uh, but I think when it's all said and done, Nick Sirianni is going to have this team. Look what they did last year, and the Falcons ended up not being a great team by yeah. any means. And maybe that's a good comparison because I don't think the Detroit Lions are going to be a very good team. But they went out there and they just stomped them, and they were rocking and rolling. And everything was in sync. And you know, from there, we're like, whoa, what do we got here? Then, of course, we, we had a lot of discussions after that point. 
But, you know, I, I can see as much as people are afraid because, well, look at the way that they have that energy going in Detroit. Well, look at the way that this team's got some energy. Let's not minimize yeah. the fact that Nick Sirianni <laughs> has this team with, with some, uh, you know, just a great attitude, a good head on their shoulders with a comfortable level of confidence in my eyes. So I'm not worried about it. But week one's always strange. Yeah, it always, it, and, and, and that's part of it as well, because it's week one, it's the home opener. But as you mentioned, it didn't help Atlanta last year with a rookie head coach. Um, at Broads Media, Hunter Brody, listen to him 2-6 to six on 97.5 The Fanatic. You can also watch him, NBC Sports Philly, the best show ever, which kind of pigeonholes Jody and I to number two, but we'll take it. We'll, we'll take number two. How did the uh, how did the phone hold up? Did it do okay? The phone held up great. The phone did, well. yeah. the okay, phone did really well. So you got uh, that the, top of the line iPhone. Got no got to call the provider and scream. I got to do the old. I, I, it's been a, like about a week now of horrendousness. We got to go to the point where what's that? I'm going to the other side. There you you got to go. Oh. You got to go to a uh, uh, Twitter and complain at them, and then I'll get stuff done. I did that. It, I did. That. Oh yeah, it worked. Yeah. It worked. Right. Really? They, Guess yeah. what? Monitor their Twitter, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll end up hanging up on here in about five <laughs> seconds. You're going to see your Twitter feed going crazy of me screaming. All right, All right bros, you, last you, one. Real right. quick, because I think the Eagles are going to win week one in Detroit. I'm, I'm with you guys, but how are they going to win? Jalen Hurts, four touchdowns throwing the ball, or Jalen Hurts, two touchdowns running the ball, Two touchdowns, throwing the ball. Run first, pass first. How do they get it done week one? A.J. Brown and the passing game. I, I oh. think it's going to be A.J. Brown because it's it's the new toy. It's fun. And, right. and every time that and, – and maybe that backfires at some point because you're trying to thread the needle so much in that direction. But I think for week one, knowing that that's the hottest topic, knowing that that's the relationship that seems to be the storylines on how much that – you know, they're accomplishing that connection. It's probably going to be a little A.J. Brown show. Then, of course, a little Devontae Smith action. Real qu- I got a question for you, John. Where is Devontae Smith right now with this hammy? Did he? Fi- uh, I think he I looked, saw he, he finally did something. Oh, yeah, groin, he's, sorry. He's groin. really close. I saw him. He looked fine. He's completely fine. They're just being really cautious. He might have got lit up on that play by Bradbury I was talking about. That's maybe where he hit his groin. Heard is growing. No, but I'll I'll put him on the list of starters who won't be starting against the. Oh, Jets he definitely won't night. be starting. No, he, he supr- hasn't practiced at all. I'm surprised we're even going to get a little bit. Yeah, so yeah, am I. Not not, not not a lot. I think Nick just said that to appease the guys yesterday. Get ready. Uh, if you get the 22 guys, some of which are injured, I know Kelsey and Devontae Smith. Less than 10. Less than 10 are going to start. Uh, Jody Mack's prediction. And my other prediction, and Hunter, I know you can't say Jody Mack told me because that could get you in trouble on the air. Um, <laughs> send it in. Eagles four-point uh, favorite opening week. Send it in. It All will right. be by at least two tu- two and two, two touchdowns. Eagles win easy week one. Just remember you already here first. All righty. Will do. All, All right. right. Pull the hoodie up. Uh, get get warm get, down there in the basement. Warm. Yeah, that's the first get time that. I've told somebody to get warm this week. Get that uh, uh, basement uh, computer work up to speed because you know we're getting you back here with us. I'm Bird365. Thanks, brother. Congrats. Thank you so much. Let's talk to you soon. Thanks, that Hunter. is uh, Broads Media. Hunter Brody here with us on Birds 365. All right. Coming back, Johnny Mack and I. Uh, hour number two. 
since the Eagles are playing the Jets on Friday in the first exhibition game. I've got a good buddy who covers the Jets on a day-in-day-out basis, Brian Costello, Jet beat writer for the New York Post and WFAN in New York. So we get a little Jet info in hour number two here on Birds 365. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. McClellan and Jody McConnell here with you on Birds 365. As our boy Cohen just put in the stream, do us a solid here. If you believe the Eagles are going to win week one against the Detroit Lions, like both of your hosts, one more emphatically than the other, uh, that they're going to beat the Lions handily week number one, then go ahead and hit that like button. Give the Mac and Mac guys a little bit of a boost here. Appreciate you streaming in, but while you're at it, like us. Because they keep telling me, oh, we're getting good numbers. A lot of people tuning in, but nobody likes the show. 
Oh, maybe it's me. I, I understand that. I'm not a likable kind of guy, but that's okay. It, you can like the show. You're you're liking McMullen when you hit the button, nah, okay? That's not true, Jody. So go ahead and hit you're that, the likable one. Hit you're that the like button for us. All right, uh, they might not like me after I ask questions of you. Like DeAndre Torrey, is he going to be the difference? Huge eagle signing yesterday, well, I, I, I'll, I'll say this. If if he does have to run behind that offensive line with Jalen Hurts, that's he'll right. Be you just got, you fine. got Bro, Hunter Brody going for 4.8 yards yeah. in his hoodie behind that eagle offensive yeah. line. Now, I, I got Hunter at four, but I got I got DeAndre Torrey at 4.4 uh, if he's got to run. Now, they just need a body. Uh, they, have, they only got five running backs in camp before they signed Torrey. Um, Two of them are hurt. Miles, uh, uh, not Miles, Boston Scott is in the concussion protocol. And Kenny Gainwell has a hip injury, although he looks completely fine. Um, so they're obviously not going to play. Um, you're not going to play Miles a lot. So, so you know, DeAndre's going to get up to speed to get 12 carries against the Yeah, Tampa well, probably Friday not. So you're going to see. You're going to see Jason Huntley and, and Kennedy Brooks a ton, but they need a body for practice as well after. And the practice is coming up with Cleveland and, and, and Miami. So they needed a body at that position. I'm surprised it took them this long to get it. I remember right before camp, there was talk about, I've already forgotten his name, a bigger back, which made more sense. Uh, yeah, who's and there the was guy they brought in and had a workout for? Yeah. Damn, I uh, can't remember either. Shame on both. He went to Tippin. I remember the college. He went to Tippin University. Um, but yeah, I I can look it up. But it, it, there was some confusion because his agent had told people that he was signed. He told another team that who wanted to work him out that he was signing in Philadelphia, but it evidently was just a workout. Um, and and he never did get signed. I did see, yeah. I can't, I got to look him up, but anyway, I, I thought it was going to happen earlier. Um, they, yeah, yeah. I mean, you just need bodies at that position. Um, and even though there's not a lot of hitting yet, that's still, you know, just like corner and wide receiver, that's where you get soft tissue injuries running back because they run so much. So you might get a groin here. You might get a, a calf, a tweak, a hamstring. Um, I'm surprised they're, they've been so light at that position uh, all camp to date. And they've got to uh, – somebody's got to run the ball against the Jets because uh, uh, I don't think they're going to ask after Jalen Hurts plays his series. I don't think so. He didn't play last year, J-Mac. And hey, Jeff. Yeah, and I got to apologize to people. It was Jeff Kerr who went back because Jeff's a big stat guy. You know, as soon as preseason games, and I try to forget them, I try to put them in the trash. He played ten snaps last season. I think it was he three did. and out, three and out. Yeah. So I, you know, and then there were talk. I don't think they get the. It was the Patriots game after, um, in, in where he had an illness, a, a stomach thing, and he had to go to the hospital. And there was some thought oh, yeah. he might he might play. But I, I don't think he was going to play, but who knows? Um, but evidently, yeah, 10 snaps. So um, so you think he's starting tomorrow night? Yeah, I think he's going to play a series. And, and, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing if they went three and out. People would be booing and d- disappointed, but just get him the heck out of there. 
if if you can sit here and say that with a straight face, then there's no friggin' reason for him to play three. Yeah, times. there's none. If you that, believe no, that, no. if you're rooting for three and out just to get him the I'm hell not, off well, the field, I'm not. Why are you putting him on the field to begin with? Well, I agree. I was just looking up because we're gonna have Brian on Brian Costello about what Robert Sala said about. He said the same thing. They're gonna play a series or two. I yeah, I'm with you. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, what what is a series or two? What are you getting them ready to put their uniform on to to make sure they know how to get their pads on correctly? Uh to to get the feel of the big state. I I I don't know why people do things the way they do. It's the one thing that Chip Kelly said that sticks with me to this day. And he used to say. Don't tell me we're going to do something because that's the way it's always been done. Think for yourself. I've always agreed with that. Yeah, I'm with you. It doesn't make any sense, but that's what he said, and I believe him, and I think that's what they're going to do. Here's where I would disagree with Chip Kelly. Um, He puts a period at the end of the sentence. I would put a comma at the end of the sentence. Don't tell me to do it uh, because that's the way it's always been done. Comma. And has worked. If you add and has worked, then there are damn well is a reason. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. To do it the way that it's always been done before. Because it's a proven commodity. Because others have done it and had success with it. If Chip thinks he can always end that sentence with a period, more power to him. But I don't think that's commonplace. I I think you have to be able to see what other people have done and what's worked. Don't repeat something that hasn't worked for somebody else just because everybody else has done it. But go ahead and repeat whatever the hell you can when somebody's already proven that the way of doing something works. I I can't believe I'm defending Chip. But, yeah, that's kind of intimated in the question. You're talking about things that, uh, you know, that are being questioned and they're largely being questioned because they didn't work. Yeah. If something works, you're not going to, you're not going to mess with it as far as playing one or two um, series in, in football. And it's not the Eagles, you know, it's every Robert Sal is saying the same thing. That seems like inertia to me. That seems like, Oh, that's what you do. That's what we do. We're playing a preseason game. Let's play the guys one or two series. That that's what I mean. That's what Chip meant. You know, that to me is kind of inertia. It like if there's value in it, all right. You know, explain the value to me. I don't see the value. You don't have to explain the value, but do they really see value? Like if I tell you right now, Jody, they're going to play two series. What's the value in that? The starters. See, now you're asking a very fair, but a very uh, uh, spread question. It depends on the individual. And I really mean this, not just positionally. I'm going to go down to each individual player and answer that question because each individual player, where they are in their career, where they are on the depth chart, which, by the way, ooh, Eagles came out with their first depth chart as Produced by their PR staff, really? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's funny. 
Um, but I'm not going to make a sweeping generalization if I'm the coach of the coaching staff. All right, we're playing all our starters. We're playing none of our starters. No, I'm going to go on a case-by-case basis. Well, that's kind of what I said about Cam Jurgens. I mean, he's different than Lane Johnson. He's different than than Fletcher Cox. He's different than Brandon Grant. Right, and you know what? where else he's different? He's stepping in for someone who should be the starter and might not be ready to go for the season, so you need to protect him even more than some of the other guys who've been starters here for years. Because you're already short at that position, potentially yeah, short. Where, yeah, and there's so many things, and this is proof that we're having this conversation. There's so many things that enter the equation. Like I also, okay, yeah, you're right, but he's 22 years old. He's, you know, he's not going to get hurt. Uh, he's he's playing football, and I, I, I'm sorry if I, you know, people believe in jinxes, but I truly believe I can stand here and say, a 22 year old, 305 pound. Nebraska tough kid ain't getting hurt in preseason football. Um, and we'll see every, you know, people get hurt all the time. It's a violent sport. It's usually non-contact. Sometimes your number pops up, but that's what I'm talking about. You can't legislate injuries. I say it all the time. The Eagles think they can, they can't, they can't. So I, I can't put bubble wrap on Cam Jurgens. I got to get him ready. And and how is the best way to get him ready? Really, that's the only question. How's the best way to get him ready? If the Eagles could <laughs> legislate injuries, they wouldn't have had 12 guys on the list the yeah. other day. Uh, you, it's just impossible no matter how hard you try. All right, Johnny Mac, need your take on this because we know Howie Roseman stays abreast of everything on, in the league. He's very good at doing his due diligence and knowing what's <laughs> happening with not only his own team, but the 32 other teams. Two pretty prominent names have jumped into the hopper of could they really be, be available conversation the last few days? Because uh, we're uh, going to Roquan, but uh, we're uh, going to Roquan and we're going to uh, the team that they'll be seeing if the trade comes down. I don't think it would happen until after they worked out against each other next week. Uh, I'm going down the Kareem Hunt uh, road too. both players not happy where they're at. The Bears even made a uh, significant move yesterday by taking him off the pup list. He had been on the pup list, um, but now he no longer is because he'd spoken out and said he doesn't really want to be here. If we're not going to try and compete, I want to be somewhere else. Uh, ran his mouth a little bit, which he's still a relatively young guy in the league. Uh, he's played well, and I loved him in college. God, did I love him coming out of the draft. Uh, and he's been been solid. But he hasn't been like the most dominant linebacker in the league. And the way he's talking makes it sound like that. But, um, yeah, he's at odds with his team, as is uh, Kareem Hunt. Um, let me start with Roquan, Roquan Smith first, because I did actually feel the call on this on WIP the other day. Well, yeah, Smith I was wondering because I, I stunningly uh, didn't get a lot of Roquan questions. I usually get anytime somebody's available. Um, of any, and this is a two-time All-Pro. I mean, this is a good player. Uh, I usually get, hey, let's get Roquan. Let's get this. Let's get that. They want every big name. I didn't sense it because there's been so much hype around the Eagles linebackers, which I said, hey, I love, no, nobody's a bigger fan than TJ Edwards than me. I think he's the most underrated player on this team. He's not Roquan Smith. Kaiser White? Uh-uh. Davion Taylor, not close. Nicobe Dean, sorry. 
same school, same Butkus Award, top 10 pick versus third round pick. Not close from a talent perspective. Uh, he is a big, big time player. And oh, by the way, he played in that uh, Vic Fangio defensive structure that the Eagles want to run as well. So he'd be a fit from every standpoint. But it's interesting to me that Eagles fans have no interest because they think their linebackers Oh, no. I I had a call on WIP the other day. What can we do to get Roquan Smith? Well, you can't do anything. I mean, they're not going to pay that line. They're not going to pay that position what Roquan is worth. They still don't, you know, they still don't value that position from that contract standpoint when you're going to get top-of-the-line money. Um. Of the two, Kareem, we were just talking about running backs. Would I like a better running back? Yes. I don't want to give up anything for them. Um, would he be an upgrade? Yeah, probably. Um, so we'll see how things shake out from that perspective. Um, but I would say zero chance on, on Roquan Smith. I mean, and that's... As, as do I. Uh, and apparently now you're a bigger fan than I was when he was coming out. Man, I thought he should have been a top uh, top of the draft type pick. I know the NFL even two thousand eighteen was his first year. He was the eighth overall pick. Yeah, I thought he should have been top five. I thought he was that good a player. Uh, had that's him pretty good for a linebacker. Anytime yeah, you're in the top ten the is a linebacker. Understood. And he's been the Bears have been a mediocre team, but their defense has been defense better. has been really good though. Um, agreed. Um, the Eagles aren't going there. Why, why, why do we have to bring it up when they're good at linebacker? They'd have to give someone up to get him. Like you said, following the Eagles track record, they, they don't blow linebackers away with money. Now, they put resources in the linebacker this year. They did a good job of selecting some linebackers, uh, both via free agency, undrafted free agent, third round draft pick. Uh, so I, I like where the Eagle linebacker uh, contingent and room is right now. They're not going to go after a guy like Roquan Smith. I don't no, care, I, how, good well, he, I don't care one, how good John McClone says he is. Number one, uh, I think it starts with a first-round pick. That's where the conversation starts, um, plus the money on top of it. So you think they're giving up a first-round pick, which they haven't used since, what, 1979 now on an off-ball linebacker? Um, cause that's what it would be doing. Send in a first round pick, um, plus paying. No, they think they have good enough linebackers, but yeah, they don't compare. Roquan Smith is a top, easily top 10, potentially top five linebacker in the NFL. Yeah. So, uh, despite the fact that we may like the player as a player, he's not coming to the Eagles. So Eagle fans, you can back off on that one. All right, how about the running back? You're of the mindset that the Eagles need to pick up right where they left off last year, run the football, run the football, take advantage of the fact that you've got the second-best running quarterback in the National Football League. Well, you have to be able to supplement that. You don't want Jalen Hurts leading the team in rushing again this year like he did last year because that kind of caught up with them when they got to Tampa for that playoff game. Um, Certainly, Hunt is a better back than what they have on their roster right now, do you jump into the running back trade mix? Um, yeah, like I said, very similar. I, I think the player would be an upgrade. Um, 
I, I don't think, you know, I think people forget why uh, Kareem Hunt is in Cleveland and why he wasn't, you know, he was, when he was in Kansas City, <clears throat> I, you know, he was, he, he was the, the, the rushing leader, I believe. He won the rushing uh, title. Um, and he got in a very high profile incident with video. Um, and I think all those things pop back up in the way Jeffrey Lurie runs his, which is interesting considering Deshaun Watson. Um, right. But they never went down that road. Um, so all that stuff pops up again. I I think they would do it for if they could get him in the in the Walmart clearance aisle, you know. But it de- it depends what the value is there. I think it makes a a I think it makes sense from a football standpoint because he's just a better running back than what they have. Um, but there's a lot of things in there, and I think they would only do it if it's bargain basement rate. Um, Wait. Which you don't think it's going to be, do you? I don't, you know, I don't know because last year he, he he only played, I think, half the season or somewhere around there. And he, you know, he's effective, but, you know, half the season is half the season. Uh, And obviously he hasn't been a high profile back since 2018 in Kansas City. Um, I could see there not being a ton of interest as far as not a ton of interest. That's the wrong phrase. A ton of, a ton of people offering a lot for a backup running back with some, some previous issues. So if it comes down, I could see it, but I, I, you know, somebody will get an injury and get desperate. If, if Cleveland is going to move on, if Cleveland is going to move them, you, you figure there's going to be desperation that, that raises the price a little bit. No, he's only he's only one year removed from eight hundred and change yards, and that's sharing the ball with Nick Chubb. That's yeah. a pretty that's a pretty good number. Uh, you're right. Last year he played in eight of seventeen games, so his numbers were down and and were off. But the year before, he rushed for eight hundred and change and six touchdowns. Uh, it, it, even if you're not a bell cow back, and we know the league is going away from bell cow backs, and certainly the Eagles have already gotten there with the way they did it their first year under Sirianni, sharing the wealth. That's that's a guy that you can absolutely put at the top of your running back uh, list if you're the Eagles. Yeah, and I would also, say a whole bunch of other teams. He can also catch the ball a little bit. Not great, but he's been capable. Um so that, you know, that's a big part of the Eagles system as well. Um, but I, I think they like Kenny Gainwell. I, I, I you know, and I, I think they're going to default to Kenny Gainwell. Now, they're higher on Kenny Gainwell than I am. I, so if you ask me Kenny Gainwell or Kareem Hunt, I'd rather have Kareem Hunt. Um, I think the Eagles would rather have Kenny Gainwell uh, for a lot of reasons, youth, cost, all that stuff under team control um, probably from the salary cap standpoint, it makes more sense to, to just go with what you have in Kenny Gainwell. You know, do you think you're really a contender? Do you think you really need an upgrade at running back? Maybe that's a Jay Ajahi move for down the road when the Eagles did that during the Super Bowl season at the trade deadline. 
end season if the Browns don't move him and depending how the how the Brown season's going. Speaking of which with the Browns, are we going to get an announcement today? Because if the We're gonna start de- him, yeah. The designee for the NFL does not come out with a decision today. The Cleveland Browns plan to start Deshaun Watson in tomorrow's first Browns preseason game. Is the you know what gonna hit the fan in the next twenty four hours? You know, I, I I think it probably will. I think he's probably gotten a call and uh, or maybe has a little buzzer on his desk and Roger Goodell instructs him what to do. And maybe it comes down after five o'clock today. They try to news dump it. You know, I don't think they want him on the field. Let's put yeah. it that way. Uh, you know, the bigger story, though. You know what the biggest story maybe in sports is just today? B- before you get there, can I just follow up one thing? Sure. Yeah. If that happens, how blatant does it look that the NFL is going <laughs> to bring it? If, oh, shockingly, the decision comes down yeah. within 24 hours of him taking the field in a preseason game for the Browns. Is that just most the most naked, uh, obvious stance that, uh, yeah, this guy's kind of kind of already under wraps for the NFL? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's blatant, and they don't seem to care. It's already blatant. I mean, so if you're the players' association, what do you do? Do you fight it? Do you try and get a? You know, I've talked to you know Amy Dash from CBS. I was talking to her about this, and um, you know, our guy Dan Lost, our legal guy. You know, everybody knows they can't win in court. They can't win, Um, and these are lawyers. Um, so I don't know. It's a new system. There's it, it's different than in the past. They would take it to federal court. They would, and they would, they would forum shop is what it's called. And they would find what's called an activist judge who doesn't like the way the NFL does business. And they would just do what the hell they wanted to do. It wouldn't follow the law and they know it's going to be overturned and they would give them a TRO, a temporary restraining order. And that's the way they would have done it. Evidently, from the lawyers I've spoke to, there have been significant tweaks in the new CBA that make that more difficult. But I'm not an expert in that part of it. So it's going to be interesting to see what the union does. I know what they would have done under the previous CBA. It seems to be a little bit more difficult under the current one, but what I, I want, and I want to get this in before the break, the greatest streak in the history of sports is on the line tonight. Oh, I know where you're going. Oh, you do now? Damn. Yes. The Baltimore Ravens <laughs> going for their 21st consecutive preseason win tonight. How, how about that, Jody? That's freaking unbelievable. How do you win 20, 20 straight preseason? Just by, you know, you don't play anybody. That's just pure luck. Pure, pure luck. That's like winning a coin toss 20 times in a row. And Exactly. And that is to get, no, the Giants and the Patriots are the game that's on the NFL Network tonight. So if you're dying for some NFL Network uh, viewing, and you should be, I know Eagles first and foremost, but any NFL is good NFL. Um, it's Giants and Pats, I think, is the NFL uh, network. And, and and real quick, DeAndre Torrey officially signed by the Eagles. Uh, Carrick Wheatball uh, waived injury. Oh no! Uh, so no he'll revert to IR though. He'll revert. To, he'll get an injury settlement. So don't feel bad for Carrick. 
Who was the guy who got the injury settlement already this offseason? There's probably been a bunch of them. Um, the Eagles. Uh, oh, you're talking about the Eagles? Eagles, yeah. Uh, uh, Noah Elise. Yeah, he he reverted uh, Ellis, Noah, uh, Luther Ellis's son. Um, yeah, he, he cleared waivers. He's on the non-football injury right. list. He, so. so he's he's back on the team, but not yeah. on. They might want to stash him. 90 they, yeah, there's two ways. They might want to stash him because he's a big body. We we're talking about he's 346. They need a backup nose tackle. Maybe they want to stash him for a year. Um, but a guy like Wee Paul, who he was a rookie tryout player, they'll probably just work out an injury settlement with him once he clears waivers. We shall see how that shakes out. All right. Coming up next, uh, we're waiting for him to stream on in. He told me he just did get the link, but he's going to need a couple of minutes. We got a couple minute break. So that works out well. Brian Costello, longtime NFL writer, been covering the Jets for years, does so these days for both the New York Post, that is the Jet reporter for uh, WFAN up in New York. Brian Costello, to give us a little Jet insight prior to the first preseason game of the Eagles-Birds at Lincoln Financial Field tomorrow. Brian Costello next here on Birds 365. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.
appreciate your streaming on in here on Birds 365. Hey, we got a game tomorrow. Yeah, game. Game day. It's exciting. We got a game day, yeah, manana. And the Jets are coming to town. It, this has always been the final preseason game of the year. Mm-hmm. Eagles-Jets every single year. They had to flip-flop the schedule this year, so Eagles-Jets are first. We're going to get a Jet perspective from a guy who's been covering them for years, does a great job for both the New York Post and my sister station up in New York, WFAN. It is Brian Costello here with us on Birds 365. How'd your summer been, Mr. Costello? Well, it was, it was quiet until a few weeks ago, <laughs> and now it uh, doesn't feel like summer anymore other than yeah. the temperatures. Now, how are you getting through the greatest tradition in sports being blown up the last preseason game between the Eagles and Jets, Brian? That's a that's a yeah, that's a tough one. It's uh, disconcerting. That's uh, <laughs> this early. I, I, you know, creature of habit. I'm used to it being at the end. And I was just thinking because we were talking about yesterday. Do you you know do you, do you stay in Philadelphia? Do you drive home after the game? <laughs> when the first preseason game. It really was meaningless. So, like, you could have your stories done two minutes after the game was over and hit hit I-95 quickly. This one might be a little bit harder, but I have a feeling our stories will be written by halftime anyway tomorrow night. All right. So, uh, that's where I'm going next because John and I debated this an hour number one. Nick Sirianni, to the surprise of some, me, came out and said, oh, yeah, well, our starter's going to start. Yeah, we'll get our starters in there for a series or two. Uh, with the way that they've handled them in practice and the amount of reps that they're not getting at a length of practice. To me, the Eagles have shown their hand that uh, reserve for injury is more important than actually getting reps. So I'm throwing the BS card on most of Sirianni's stance. What has Coach Sala said? What is he showing in practice? How many of the Jets' 22 starters are actually going to start in the preseason game tomorrow? Yeah, I think the ones who are healthy are going to start. Uh, how long they'll be out there for? He said a series or two. You know, I think if it's a if they can put together a ten play series, that's it, that's it. They're done for the night. If it's a three and out, they'll come in for a second series. I have a feeling a guy like Carl Lawson, who's coming off an Achilles, they'll probably put him out there for about three plays and get him off the field just so he can just kind of kind of say he he got back into a game after the injury. Uh, some of the older guys, but the Jets are a young team. They still have a lot of young players, so they they need some work. Uh, so I do think he's going to want to get a little bit of work tomorrow night for the for the uh, starters. Uh, what it, you know, it's interesting. I think the the comp between Nick Sirianni as Robert and Robert Sala, same uh, coaching class, uh, second year for both. Um, how were the hiccups as a rookie head coach last year? Were they noticeable? Did you see improvement as the season went on? Um, yeah, it's more as a, an entire staff. I looked at it because he has a very uh, inexperienced staff. He did he did, like his coaching staff does not have former head coaches on it or anything like that. That that some teams have. Uh, you know, Mike Lafleur was a first time coordinator. Jeff Ulbrich, the defensive coordinator, had been an interim in Atlanta, but it was his first time fully in the gig. They had I think they had five position coaches who had never been position coaches before. You could feel that early in the season that they were working through some things and it got better as the season went on. They figured some things out. I think Salah's strength is he's a really good communicator. Um, you know, I, all these teams now do these videos on their own website, right? That like, They're yeah. kind of like hard knocks mm-hmm. videos and the Jets are very good at it. And I just watched they, they had his first team meeting on it and it's good. Like he, he's effective. Like he, he's, he's a, an effective speaker. And I think he was really good at that part of the job. 
Um, you know, I think there's a cockiness that comes in if with everyone that, that, oh, this, this won't be that bad. And, you know, for, for me, I always say there's a, there's a moment when you see they, they, the coach of the Jets realizes what being the coach of the Jets means. And for Robert Sala, last year after 54 to 13, New England, <laughs> he had the look on his face of like, oh, my God, like <laughs> you guys, you know, uh, all the warnings were true. <laughs> so, you know, but he worked through it. And, you know, I think the roster is better this year. So we'll see. We'll see what kind of improvements he can make. All right. Well, the roster may be better. It already seems to be down one, one big yeah, guy. One big Beckton, one, yeah. Um, first round draft pick going to be the guy to get the turnaround of the Jet offensive line started. Hasn't really played that way, often injured since he's come into the National Football League. If he is done for the season, how big a loss is that for the Jets, Brian? It depends on who replaces him, Cody. And, you know, so here's the thing with Makai Becton. Like, when he came out, it was like, oh, my God, this guy is 6'7", he's 360 pounds, maybe. Um, and it was like, like he was a, he's an enormous human being. Among enormous human beings, he stands out. So, and then his rookie year, he had some – some moments that were like, you know, he pushed people around. It was pretty impressive. He, he blocked Aaron Donald when, when the Jets somehow beat the Rams uh, <laughs> here when they went to in 14. So it, it was a tease, but like, if you actually looked at his rookie year, he, he had a tough time staying on the field then. He, he's only played eight games, full games in his career. And then last year, he, he had a really bad training camp. They were the coaching staff was down on him. They were publicly criticizing him. I, I thought there was a question of whether he was going to start the season last year because they had Morgan Moses and George Fant. I thought they might go with them. He started, he hurts his knee in the first game. He misses the whole season. So, you know, it's hard to say, oh, this is what they would have gotten from Becton this year. Uh, I think they had to expect he might go down. So, but now the problem is, you know, Joe Douglas didn't really address backup tackle this offseason. And he had a lot of things to address, so I'm not ripping him for that because he had to leave some holes on this roster. But he rolled the dice, and now there's a guy named Chuma Adoga, who uh, he's, he was a 2019 draft pick <clears throat> and you know has not played that well in his career. He, he should be a backup. Uh, you know, He's stepping in to start. That could be trouble. But they had Dwayne Brown in here over the weekend to visit. They, they said there's mutual interest. Can they get him? He's 37. I don't know how much is left there. Can Douglas pull off a trade? You know, Andre Dillard is a guy who's been mentioned as maybe, you know, Douglas was there drafting him. Could could the Jets swing a trade for him? But really, to me, how big a loss is going to be is going to be about who replaces Beckham and, and can they find a competent replacement for him? Uh, so what would your odds be, Brian, of Adoga being that starter? You think they're going to go outside Slim. the organization <laughs> at some point? I do. I do. I mean, they, they had Dwayne Brown in here before Becton was hurt. Right. So they yeah. knew they knew that this was a problem and they flirted with Riley Reef in the offseason. He visited. He ended up signing with Chicago instead. So I think I think the Jets were trying to do it on the cheap. Uh, you know, and so Riley Reef got a little bit more money from Chicago, went there. I'm sure Dwayne Brown's asking price went up Monday afternoon after he heard the Becton <laughs> news. Like that was pretty that's a pretty good leverage for him. Uh, but you know, there's, there's guys out there. Um, Brandon Shell's a guy who played for the jets and he, he's on the street now. Um, they signed him. He'd been a starter for Seattle for a while, but no, I, I don't think it'll be a Doga. I think they'll end up signing someone. I think you'll see a Doga, you know, a Doga will probably start tomorrow night at right tackle. And, um, you know, we'll see if the Eagles, if the Eagles do play their starters, what, what happens? All right, Brian, much like here in Philadelphia, 
where there's 89 players that we talk about and then there's the 90th player we talk about more than the 89 other players combined. <laughs> that would be the starting quarterback, Jalen Hurts. It's right. kind of the same thing up there in New York uh, with Zach Wilson. Had some off-season stories that were quite <laughs> interesting. It did? That captured everyone's yeah. attention. That yeah. kept the focus on the quarterback. How's Zach doing? <laughs> up and down, up and down. He's got. He's actually gotten better as the as camp has gone on. So he had some rough days early on, but he's been playing better lately. Uh, but you know, you really need to see him in in games. And I I hope the Eagles play their starters defense because like last year the problem was in preseason he played against backups in every single preseason game. The, the the Giants, Packers, and Eagles all played their backups last year against them, and it was like, oh, he was throwing the ball over the field. He looks great, and then the season came, and it was a much different story. So I'd like to see him against another team, um, but he's he's been, you know, it's just up and down. There's just not consistency, and he doesn't have any days where you're like, you walk. I haven't had a day where I walked off the field saying, oh, he's the guy, right? They found the guy. Yeah. Like he, It's just kind of like, ah, yeah, he was 8 of 12 today, and he made the right throws. I just don't know if he's ever going to be, you know, that that elite quarterback, that 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 kind of guy. Yeah, things seem sped up in today's NFL, Brian. So we're yeah. always talking we're here in Philadelphia. We're already talking about Jalen Hurts after the season. What if he has a decent season? You start talking contract extension and <laughs> you know forty million dollars. That that's the going rate for a good quarterback. You know, yeah. and you start getting up to. Aaron and 50 million. Um, it, it, it has the clock started on Zach Wilson. I mean, he just got there. Are, oh, are, yeah. are people yeah. are, are, are people already saying uh, this isn't the guy this, you know, we got to happen. Thing. I think that will happen quickly this year. Um, I think there's a lot of like right now it's kind of question marks and you have to remember too, like with the two teams in this market, right. It's, it's now like the giants had Eli forever and they didn't go through it. But now they're going through with Daniel Jones. Is he the guy? Is he not the guy? Is this the year he's going to make the step up? The Jets have gone through it, you know, with Mark Sanchez, uh, with Geno Smith, with and especially with Sam Darnold. He's the best comparison, right, because he was the number three pick overall. And you kept waiting for Sam to make that step, right? Like, you, there was good things. He, he had good games. He, he made good plays. But you kept waiting for him to become that guy, and it just never happened. And – and it feels that way with Daniel Jones now with the Giants. And so I think there's a lot of feeling of like, okay, is Zach Wilson another one of these guys? So I, I do think if he has a tough start to the season, there'll be a lot of people saying, all right, we're done, we're done with him. We're done with him. You know, move on. I don't think the Jets will get there. Um, you know, then obviously this regime is married to him. And if he, if he doesn't work out, then they're, they're going to be in some trouble. All right. But one thing you can't use if you're a defender of uh, Zach Wilson well, he didn't have enough weapons. Yeah, the Jets. The yeah, Jets that's didn't over. Give him enough. Oh, they yep. upgraded the weapons. They used their yep. first round draft pick, second round draft pick, second year of Elijah Moore, paid for an experienced NFL tight end. They absolutely two tight ends. The they got two tight ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they absolutely did. I mean, Joe Douglas said this. You know, this going in this offseason, he was it was building around Zach Wilson. He did it. Now that's where the right tackle thing comes in again. Like you can't have all this nice stuff and, and then have Zach Wilson getting killed all, you know, when, when they played Buffalo and yeah. Von Miller's coming off of the edge, killing them. So they, they have to figure that out, but you're right. Uh, that was always with Sam Darnold. It was like, Oh, it, you know, you can't blame him because he doesn't have the weapons. I never really bought 
into that fully. Uh, but you know, it's now with Zach, there's no, there's no, that excuse is out the window because this is like, I don't think they have, you know, that star number one wide receiver on this team, but they got a lot of good receivers and they got good tight ends. Now the running game should be pretty good. Uh, this kid, Brees Hall from Iowa state, it looked like the real deal. And I thought Michael Carter played well last year in his rookie season. So they should have a good running game. The defense should be improved with Carl Lawson back uh, and, and the changes they made to the secondary. So yeah, this should be uh, this should be a better team around Zach, and and it's uh, you know it's it's all riding on him really. Uh, on paper, Brian, defensively, from somebody on the outside looking in, like me, the Jets look much stronger on that side of the football. Is that a fair statement to say? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, remember last year, you know, you guys probably you know, they joined practices with the Eagles so the, the Eagles and then they played the Eagles uh, at the end of the season right they they had um, you know a rookie and a second year cornerback back there and not first yeah. round picks not first round picks guys who were picked in the fifth and sixth round playing cornerback they went through like nine safeties you know Elijah Riley who was on the Eagles practice squad ended up being a starter for them at the end of the year their secondary was weak and then they lose Carl Lawson who was their big acquisition last year on defense. They lose him in the preseason. So the pass rush wasn't really there. Um, you know, so they, they, they're they definitely better. Uh, you know, loss and coming back should be huge for them. Uh, they brought in this guy, Jacob Martin, they signed from Houston, has been pretty good in training camp as a pass rusher. They drafted Jermaine Johnson in the first round. We'll see what he can do. Uh, and then, you know, in the, in the secondary, you have Sauce Gardner, the number four overall pick, who we'll see what he can do. But, you know, if he lives up to his billing, he should be pretty good. They signed DJ Reed from Seattle, who had a really good season last year. They bring in Jordan Whitehead from Tampa to play safety. So that you know, they they've upgraded the secondary a lot. So yeah, this this was the, they were the worst defense in the NFL last year by yards and points. So you to get better. <laughs> can't, That's can't true. Get worse. There's no there's no way to go down. Only, no. only one way to go. Only um, one way to go. <laughs> of the additions in the secondary, and you're right, they turned it over, which they had to do. Who's going to be the one that stands out this year? Is it going to be Sauce as a rookie? Is it going to be one of the veteran guys that they yeah. brought in, either across from a corner or at safety? Who do you think is the key guy? And is that guy going to be called upon to be a leader or is mostly still the guy as the linebacker who's going to be the guy to rally the troops on day? Yeah, I'm reluctant to, to say so. I'm always scared of rookies, right? Even Darrell Revis' rookie year, he was good, but he wasn't Darrell Revis yet, right? It takes a little while to learn this game. Um, despite what some of these guys have done as rookies. Uh, Jordan Whitehead is a guy who's just really stood out to me, um, just a professional. And, like, he, you can see it in practice. Some of the guys talk about, you know, he's calling out the plays. He's he's blowing things up in the backfield. Like, he's more of a box safety. I think it'll show up in the run game more than the pass game. But he, um, he's been a vocal leader, too. And I think, you know, one of the things Joe Douglas has talked about with the free agents he's brought in, he's tried to bring guys in that come from winning programs, right? One of the big problems the Jets have is the culture here has been so bad for so long. They've lost so many games that inevitably they start 0-3 and, and everyone goes, ah, here we go again. You know, and the air comes out of the balloon quickly. S-O-J, so, same old Jets. <laughs> yes, yeah, same old Jets. So I think, you know, Jordan Whitehead come from Tampa. Obviously, he can, he, he's got a ring. He can talk about that. And, you know, they, they signed a few other guys who've come from winning programs. Um, I think he's going to have a big impact on the defense. I do think CJ's still the leader, Jody. He'll be the guy um, calling the plays. And, you know, he's he was their MVP last year. Um, so 
I think he'd still be the guy, but he has some help. He has, I think Lawson will be vocal. Sheldon Rankins on the D line is there. Uh, they brought in Solomon Thomas, who knows Solid from San Francisco, and I think he'll be a good veteran for them. So they they have it's a, definitely have more veterans than they had last year in that room. Um, you mentioned Joe a couple times. Uh, yeah. Joe Douglas, we're very familiar with. Tremendous guy, great personnel man. Yep. Um, where is he? Uh, obviously, as you mentioned, Brian, he's married to Zach Wilson, so a lot of it is going to be tied to the success of the quarterback. I do think it's interesting he went out and got not only uh, C.J. Uzama, but also Tyler Conklin because yeah. those tight ends could be the best friends of, of, of quarterbacks, especially young quarterbacks. But as a whole, how are, how are people uh, taking Joe's attempts to rebuild this, this organization? Well, they loved his draft, right? He got three first round picks and then gets, gets breach hall, a player people know in the second round, right? That's the key in the draft. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, so they got it. Yeah. You will see how they play. Like, but, but the, he, the bump coming off of the free agents, uh, off of the draft rather was huge for Joe. Like Joe, they, the fans love, love that draft. I do think though, right? Like I, my experience covering the jets has been, there's always a bullseye that moves, right? Sometimes it's on the offensive coordinator and sometimes it's on the head coach. Then it goes to the GM. And if they struggle this year, the bullseye is going to go on Joe, right? Because he's been here now since 2019. He's had some time to turn over the roster. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to be looking at the coaches yet. They're in their second year. You know, Douglas had he's he had the longest honeymoon of anyone ever covered because he got hired in, in June. Yeah. Right? So, light, so yeah. nothing Stupid. he didn't do that. Nothing about the yeah. 2019 was his. He wasn't there for the draft. He wasn't there for free agency. So he basically could say, hey, this is the last guy's problem, not mine. Then the next year, everything was Adam Gase's fault. You know, everyone pointed at Adam Gase. So then they got rid of him. So then last year is a new coach and a new quarterback. So no one's really keeping score in that year. So this is the year, right? Right. I think, I think this yep. is the year. Now people people are going to start going, you know, if they go four and thirteen again, like what the heck are they doing? They're spinning their wheels. I think if you ask Joe and Sala, they'd say we need one more year. Like we need to get to 2023. That's when we think we can turn the corner. I still get the feeling they feel like this year is part of the rebuild, and they're not quite ready to win yet. That 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 they think next year will be the year. But I'm not sure, you know, if it's if this year's a disaster, I think there'll be a lot of finger pointing at Joe. All right. They might not have to win, but they're going to have to be signs of improvement. That's for damn yeah. sure. It can't, can't be the homecoming of, uh, team anymore. So that, that's how I put it. Like last year when they played the Patriots up there, they honored Richard Seymour at halftime. Okay. They, they put him in the Patriots Ring of Honor, Hall of Fame, whatever. And Richard Seymour said that, you know, Mr. Kraft asked me which game I wanted to come to. He's like, I, I picked the homecoming game against the Jets. Oh, shot on goal score. And then they won, <laughs> then they won 54 to 13. Yeah. They- <laughs> so it's hard to argue. They're the homecoming team. Like they are. Yeah. And, and if you go through the Jets schedule, like the last couple of years has been the case. There's always the teams they play have lost two or three games in a row. They're struggling. They can't figure this out. They play the Jets and, <laughs> and everything's solved. It's either the get right game. That has to end. It just has to be more competitive. Even if they don't win a ton of games, they just, you know, it has to be more competitive than it's been the last few years. Agree on that. All right, Brian, got a uh, coaching specific question for you because my partner, Mr. McMullen here, really does appreciate CEO coaches. 
guys who aren't necessarily calling plays on yeah. one side of the ball or the other. And Robert Sala, the former defense coordinator of the 49ers, came in and said, oh, I'm going to delegate that responsibility from the jump. Uh, so he came in as a rookie head coach, as a CEO head coach. We're experiencing that here in Philadelphia in year number two. Well, we experienced it about halfway last year. Didn't know it was happening, but we found out after the case, after the fact that that was the case, that the head coach had passed off uh, offensive play calling responsibilities. Do they like that in New York? Do the, the Jet Nation, Jet fan, Jet media say, hey, no, that's a good thing. That's the direction the NFL is going. And if Salah's doing this already, then he's cutting edge ahead of the curve. Or is that something he's opening up himself for second guessing here in the no, second I think, year? I think it's very popular. It's something the Jets haven't had, I think, probably since Parcells. Um, you know, at least in recent history, Gase was obsessed with offense. Like Greg, he even said Greg Williams, the head coach of the defense, which was a big mistake. Um, <laughs> you know, beforehand, Todd Bowles was defense, defense, defense. We Rex Ryan was defense, defense, defense. Right? They they all gave lip service to the other side of the ball, but they they were calling plays, and you, you get that's that's a hard job. You, you get caught up in that; it's hard to do anything else. So, I do think um, you know they, that that's popular. That's all it is. That, and I think he's good at. It. Like I said, he's a good leader, good communicator. Um, you know, I think he's still has hand in the defense uh, during the week, especially. I think he's still working on the defense a lot. But you know, he has he he's talked about he has cameras in his office on, in every meeting room, so he can flip. He can go watch the quarterback room. You know, it's, it's technology now, right? We we've all learned. Yeah, we can do this in little. Yeah. We can do this all from an office, right? So yeah. he he's not going to the quarterback meeting, but he's watching it, and then then he can flip over and watch the DBs if he wants to do that. You know, so. Um, I think he's he's kind of got his finger on the pulse of the whole team. He's been good at that. I questioned last year when they were when you know they gave up fifty four to the Patriots. They gave up uh, I can't even remember forty something to the Colts. They were they were getting blown out in the middle of the year pretty bad, giving up a lot of yards. I thought, oh, is he going to take over the defense now? And he didn't. But I still wonder if that step comes if the defense struggles at some point. He says, "All right, I'm going to do this." Um, you know, that's what he knows. That's how he, that's how he got the job, right? Was, was right. what I call the defense. Yeah. So it's a it's an interesting argument. It's, it's how they it's it's why they get the job, and then they stop doing it. But I do think the CEO coach uh, is necessary these days. Uh, at Brian Cos, follow uh, Brian Costello on Twitter. Read him in the New York Post. Listen to him uh, on WFAN in New York. Um, Brian, need a couple updates on some former Eagles guys. Okay. Uh, Herbie on the offensive line, Nate Herbig, a uh, popular player down here, uh, developed into a part-time starter after being undrafted, did did a pretty good job. And then Benny Curry coming off something very, very serious. Does he have a chance to 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 make it back and and, and be a part of, of that defensive line rotation with the Jets? Yeah, Herbig first. He's been working with the second team guards. Now the Jets have, you know, they drafted a guard in the first round last year and Elijah Vera Tucker. Then they went out and signed Lakin Tomlinson in free agency to a big $40 million contract this offseason. So they've got their starters at guard. I think he's I think he has a good shot though of sticking as the backup at, at guard, uh, as one of the backups in the in the interior. Uh you get this is you need to see the preseason, right? With offensive linemen. I can only judge so much watching watching training camp practices. So we'll get a little better idea of how they feel about these guys and in terms of the rotation and how much they play in preseason and also how they perform. 
Vinny Curry has not been on the field. Uh, he has a hamstring injury right now, but he hasn't been practicing. Um, I'm sure he won't play tomorrow. He, has, uh, he hasn't practiced at all in two weeks, uh, I think. So he um, – but, yeah, I mean, amazing story what he came back from, pretty scary stuff uh, with what they – you know, they, that he went through last year. Does he make the team is a, is a very interesting question because they have a lot of players on the defensive line. It's the only position you can say that out with the Jets where it's like they are, <laughs> they are, they are loaded at that position right now. And how many do they keep? You know, um, like I think they, they have Carl Lawson. They signed Jacob Martin on Franklin Myers, the guy they gave a contract to last year. They drafted Jermaine Johnson. That's four defensive ends right there. Right. And so, uh, does, and then they have a lot of interior guys too. So I'm not sure Vinny will stick. Uh, I think you know they wanted to bring him back and give him a chance after what happened last year, but you kind of need to see him on the field. And right now he's not on the field, so so he's not helping his cause too much right now. But I know he's a very very popular guy in the building. Um, even though he didn't play last year, he was around a lot, helped helped young players, was in the meetings. Um, so I, I think. You know, I, I do think that'll be a tough one if the Jets do decide to let him go. Cause my last thing, um, this has been my stance on the Jets all offseason. Well, I shouldn't say all offseason since the draft, since free agency, since the roster was pretty much uh, put together, uh, tweaks in the margins, but we knew who most of the key players were going to be. Oh, I think the Jets are going to be improved. I think they're going to be an easier team to watch than the one that gave up. 50 against the Patriots, 45 against the Bills, 45 against the Colts. Yeah, yep. that that four-game stretch last year was a little tough to take. They're <laughs> going to be better, but they're still going to finish in last place in that division because it's a tough division. Buffalo's Buffalo, Belichick's Belichick, and I think two has a breakout year. So I think they're screwed because they're in the AFC yep. East. So here's the most important question. Where will they finish in the AFC North? Since their <laughs> first four games are... Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. They open up the season against another division. Uh, not to give away my secrets here, Jody and John, but you know, I, I do when they when they if they lose to Pittsburgh and they're 0-4, I already have the lead to that story right. 0-4, don't <laughs> say that out loud. How dare you say that out loud? Yeah, the Jets are not only last place in the AFC East, they're also in last place in the uh, AFC North. Uh, it's like tee it up, tee it up for me, nice and easy. I when yeah. the schedule came out, I was like, oh my god, that's like a gift. Yeah. So yeah, no. I mean, I'll tell you what, though, Brian, this is going to be a great preseason team because you got a good third string quarterback. Mike White can play a little bit, so they're gonna we'll they're gonna see. win preseason. Uh, preseason game, yeah. yeah. No, like, Joey, I, like they're better. Just remember that sh there was a stretch in March where every day there was a story about someone changing teams, right? The core, like Russell Wilson went to Denver. Khalil Mack went to the Chargers. And they, it was all going to the AFC. AFC. It was and, and yeah, the Jets were just yeah. dying. They were yeah. dying. Every day one of these things happened. You know, Von Miller ends up in Buffalo. They're like, you know, what? Like, can't any of these guys go to the NFC? Like, what is going on? <laughs> and they're all they're all shifting to the AFC. And I, you know, uh, Devontae Adams goes to the AFC. And even oh. if they're not playing the Jets, it's just the AFC became loaded. And then you get the schedule, like you mentioned, Jody. I mean, Baltimore, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Miami, Green Bay, Denver, New England, Buffalo. That's how they open the season, right? How many of those games are you penciling in as a win? 
You know, they'll, they'll well, win. I got them three and one right out of the. <laughs> they're gonna win the NFC AFC North. Okay, okay well then three I'll write one, them buddy. The I'll write there in first place in the AFC North. Exactly I can do that right. Too. You're looking at 0-4. I'm looking at 3-1. Uh, remember, though, Cleveland, uh, you're not going to see Deshaun. No, Deshaun. I think they'll win one of those AFC North games, whether it's Cleveland yeah. or Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, I think Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, I mean, I think, he can win but, that game. You're a long-time Jets follower. How many games have the Jets won in Pittsburgh in the history of the organization? Oh, yeah, that's been an issue. They can't beat. They can't win once. Pennsylvania. They can't beat Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, they, they can't, can't beat Eagles either. Eagles. But they played Pittsburgh more. They beat them once in Pittsburgh in the history of the franchise. So, Yikes. yeah, right, well, so, number two coming this year. Get ready for it. I Week four. You'll be like, writing your article for the post coming back on the bus going, damn, they finally won in Pittsburgh. And Not the funny bad. thing is, like, Cincinnati, you know, I think Cincinnati might come back to the pack, right? They, they had a crazy run last year. But the Jets beat them last year. So they're going to be like, they're going to be focused against the Jets. They're going to be, they're, that, they're not going to be sleeping in that game. So it's, and then, you know, at Green Bay and at Denver, it's like, oh my God, like, what? I, I tease the guys at the Jets. Uh, yeah. what, you, what did you do to the NFL? They start three and one, but then Miami, Green Bay, Denver, New England, Buffalo, New England again. Uh, yeah, if so they again, start three and one, yeah, people here. People, if they start three and one, people are going to be talking about the Super Bowl here. Oh yes, know? oh yeah. When, and then SOJ right back down to earth. Guaranteed. When's, when's the last time the Jets won a game in September, Jody? Didn't they win one last year? Didn't they go one and whatever? No. I got the schedule in front of me. I should know. I don't remember. Uh, last. The last time the Jets won a game in September was 2018, Oof. when Sam when Sam Darnold made his debut on Monday Night Football in Detroit. Oh, yeah, they Detroit. only had, now yeah. with the league starting later, they only had they only took an 0 and three instead of an 0 and oh, four right. in yeah. September yeah. last year. Yeah, they have not won a game since 2018 in September. Well, they're, they're not getting one. They're getting two even, in September this year. Not one, two in September. I didn't right even know now. what social distancing was at that point. So like, <laughs> good good point. Uh, we are so we are social distance here on Birds Three Sixty Five. It's great that we got them to stream on in with us, Brian Costello. Thank you very much. Enjoy your season, Bud. We'll get you back on later in the year. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, that is Brian. Brian Costello, New York Post and WFAN. Same old Jets, Jets man. You guys are beaten down. Beaten me. down. The Not Jets me. Fan. I'm optimistic. At least I am for September. It gets to, uh, I, uh, he, he asked me to look up. Yeah, you got now, Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, you got to win in Pittsburgh now. Got to. And, and how weird a quirk of the schedule is that? Baltimore, Cleveland, Cincinnati. Yeah, I didn't realize Pittsburgh. that. That is first weird. four games all that against the divisional opponent. Another yeah. division within your conference. Get that it is... out of the way. No, get those wins early. That's why I like the Jets' schedule, just like the Eagles' schedule. Give me those not so great teams early. Yeah, I know Cincinnati was in the Super Bowl last year, but they're still Cincinnati. Cleveland, no Deshaun Watson. Baltimore, who knows if uh, Lamar Jackson's going to play? Maybe he, because we don't have any idea what the hell he's thinking, because he doesn't even want to negotiate a new contract with the Ravens. He says, you know what? Ah, screw it. I'll stay home. That's a possibility. Watch out for those Jets early on, and watch out for him tomorrow night. Mike White Mike making White, big plays. As I'm Johnny Mack the Jets. Predicts. I said, yeah. I mean, they have the better third-string quarterback. Reed Sinette's had a good camp, but he's no Mike White. Exactly right. All right, we need to come back, put a bow on the show here on Verge 365.
Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know what tomorrow is? Game day here on Bird Five. We will have exactly 21 of them. Uh, that won't even count during those practice. You're, you're going to Cleveland next week? Uh, I don't know, Jody. You I don't know, know yet? I'm still waiting uh, okay. for approval. Gotcha. All right. So uh, we may have Johnny Mac or we may not. We may have him as a guest. We may have him as a co-host. May not have him at all as happened twice this week because the Eagles moved practice up early i did see you gave uh zach pascal the game ball for practice yesterday good on zach uh yeah he's gonna play Don't he, had a big, he, had, he had a big day man two yeah. touchdowns i think he caught five passes he was all over the place they're gonna find a way to get him in now that he's completely rehabbed from food poisoning which uh from the reports we've got almost killed him put him in the hospital he had a serious case of food poisoning but he's back he's playing well for the eagles here's what we got coming for you tomorrow we got chris franklin from nj.com to come on and uh, give us his eagle take up to this point have we had chris on since uh, the practice has started i'm not even sure if that's the case yeah i uh, think we have but it's been a couple weeks 
So okay. he'll be back. And then game day cracks. Game day cracks tomorrow. Uh, good to see special ed the other day. Yeah, when I got down to practice. He's got some forearms on him. You don't want to oh, screw yeah. with He's a wrestler, man. He's an old wrestler. You don't want to screw with Kratz. He'll throw no. you to the ground. He's uh, got a he'll... low center of gravity. Yeah, he'll 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 move you. He's an offensive lineman. Wait, which to quick by the way, I know we got to go, but and and ninety nine percent of audience didn't care. You got to admit that Jericho Moxley match was pretty good last night on AEW. Didn't see it. Didn't see it. Too busy no, this time. You of year. completely given up on your boy Tony Khan. You're out on no, him. No, but I'm I'm very busy this time of year. Now he, Tony upsets me when I turn on the TV. When I do, sometimes I turn it on just to have something on in the background. I I didn't last night, but the last time I did that, last two times, I turn it on and there's Orange Cassidy, and I immediately turn it off. I, I said, Tony, I mean, I, I'm not sitting through that. I'm, I'm an Orange Cassidy fan. Yeah. But last night, if you if you taped it, you want to you get 20 minutes, go watch it. Um, actually, and uh, actually, Jericho, I didn't think he had it left in him. It was actually pretty damn good now, last week, uh, last night. You got to check it out. All right, uh, we got to go for the day. As we said, Chris Franklin tomorrow, Ed Kratz tomorrow. Good Eagle prep day leading into a preseason game against the Jets tomorrow night. On game day, McDonald and McMullen will be back in two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money.